Happy Friday, Fresco Babies. If you are here, man, do I appreciate it. This week, I get a text from Wannabe. He says, hey, I got to do an episode right now. I just got a cold brew, and I'm, I'm feeling spicy. And so what do we do? We validate our friendship. We validate our friendship. That's what Fresco Babies do, right? Your friend texts you and needs a little validation. You give it to them because we're kind people. We're kind people, you see? You can tell this entire episode that Wannabe is just ripping. He's going here, he's going there, he's all around. But we talk about some cool stuff. Uh, we also, I know people are curious about this, I also dropped some news about the new Fresco Savage single right at the end of the episode. So you're going to have to listen the whole way through to, to, to learn about it, but... Very, very excited about it. I think I think we're still a little bit off. See, the thing about music is that it's very expensive to make. It's not really the time. It's expensive. And I know that we're all feeling the same type of financial pressure that I am right now. So what can we do? We can create what's in front of us with what's in front of us, which is the podcast, Fresco Savage, live from the interdimensional bedroom, which if you're seeing that, if you're listening to this, you're already listening to. You're right there. If you're seeing this, because I'm doing a video for promo this week, I invite you to listen by following the link in my bio or the link in the description of the video. This is probably the most rewarding experience of my life is having a podcast I come to every single week where I can talk about the musings that, you know, of nostalgia and current events. We don't get too political here, and you know that because you're already listening. We don't get too political, and here's the reason why. Life is more than politics. There's more to life than death and taxes. Reliant K said that. Very good Christian rock group, but the reason they were successful? Most songs sound like it could be a love song, but they're talking about Jesus. I'm almost out of time. If you're here, if you're watching this, I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you. At the end of the day, we're all in this together, and let me tell you, I see dawn on the horizon. Everybody, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you had a wonderful work week. If you're like me, I only work weekends now. So, we'll see you next time. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage Live from the Interdimensional Bedroom. How are we doing, man? Feeling fired up today. We weren't going to record. And he said, hey, I got a, some things to say. At yeah, least can we do a pa- podcast? I was feeling passionate. I'm feeling revved up. I drank a cold press today from a local sandwich slash coffee shop. Very nice. I also am I'm, I'm on my second cup of coffee. All right. What kind of coffee are you drinking these days, Fresco? Starbucks French roast like a basic bitch. Fuck, dude. I really wish you wouldn't have said that. I wish you would have said anything else, but that's fine. No judgment. No judgment. This you know, is a judgment. It's consistent. It's consistently good. And uh, I don't know what it is. I just like it. I wish I, I wish I was better than that, but I'm not. I'm not better than that. What's it called? Starbucks French roast? It's just called say? Starbucks French roast, dude. A French roast is just a dark roast. We can do, you know what, 
everyone listening, please share this podcast with a friend so we can have more revenue or any revenue, I should say. We can have a revenue and then start drinking. Even one revenue would be great. One little ounce of revenue and fresco will put that straight towards better coffee which will probably make him a better podcaster let's be honest i don't know i don't know is there better coffee than starbucks french roast i mean what's the definition of better coffee if if i like something if i like something is there anything better than what i like the argument that everything is subject subjective and all that but like coffee was not meant to be mass produced it wasn't mass meant to be mass cooked it's mass ground and they have they cook all the beans at one time and essentially roast. they just burn them roast. They, roast they roast they don't them. burn them yes they do that's why all coffee all of starbucks coffee tastes a little bit overcooked because they're they don't cook them the way that the, the coffee beans would ideally be cooked i watched a whole fucking ted talk on this yeah who was running the ted talk it was some dude who's dedicated life to studying coffee in the way that coffee beans, like they have an optimal roasting point. So are you from. saying that he has, he has something to gain from talking trash about Starbucks? He may have been working for another coffee company that is. Oh. All right. All right. But listen, who, oh, but Starbucks has gained more than anybody on coffee. And yeah, because they they're consistently so- good. No, dude, it's because they figured out a way to mass produce and, and, and market. You shouldn't have to market your coffee with a silly little sea woman person. I think she's a mermaid. Mermaid. You don't have to you call know, her a sea person. You know that's a Moby Dick reference? Mermaid? Starbucks? No, Starbucks. No, tell me about it. Starbucks, Starbuck was a character in um, Moby Dick, and it was, you know, there's a character called Queequag or whatever. No, I've never read Moby Dick, bro. I did it in high school. Starbucks reference Moby Dick. Let's just get a quick Google search here. Yeah, I read it in high school, and then the last day of reading, um, reading the book, my teacher just brought in a fucking coffee pot, and we all just drank Starbucks coffee all day, and we got all we got yeah, all worked she got, up. She got she got you fucked up in high school. Yes, he, yeah. Mister, uh, what was his name? Probably Mister Watson Black. or something. Yeah. Starbucks got his name from another classic, the Moby Dick, the book of Moby Dick. The coffee chain was originally going to be called either Cargo House or Pequod after the Captain Ahab's ship. Oh, Pequod. I said Queequeg. Queequeg, I believe, was uh, the character, one of the characters. But Pequod after the Captain Ahab's ship in Moby Dick, when the brand consultant who also designed the chain's logo produced an old 1800s map, the name of a mining town, Starbos, which which is featured in the book, stood out, which led to the brand consultant to think of the first mate on the Pequod, Starbuck. Oh, the first mate's name was Starbuck. Bro, you are ripping today. I'm ripping. You're ripping. I could just tell you just <laughs> gave me an entire description about Starbucks that I didn't ask for. You are ripping, bro. <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling pumped up. Oh man. But it's not a good sometimes you get like a clean, like a happy buzz. Is this on the a coffee. clean happy buzz? <laughs> oh dude. Uh, this this is, is like you're about to smoke cigarettes in a corner and and yeah. think and be paranoid. I'm gonna start like I'm gonna start writing like angry love poetry about my exes or something. Well, how do you write angry love poetry, dude? I'm just getting into deep parts of my brain that I feel like my like I'm just kind of I want to like rip something apart. 
Does Damn. that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I I think you've had maybe too much cake. <laughs> I'm looking at your face. Your face is like, <laughs> yeah, like you're listening to me and you're like trying so hard yeah, to digest dude. it. I feel great. <laughs> I feel great in a in a do you want to get into the what we were talking about earlier right away? Yeah, tell me tell me about how you think your brain is a receiver. Well, the thing is that what this the point is like everything is physical in a way, right? And so when yeah. I drink the cold I get different emotions. I'm getting a different chemical balance in my brain, and I've been thinking a lot about that. And I've been thinking about the world as a vibration. Yeah. And um, ever since you know this whole weird spiritual thing where I kept seeing three, three, three everywhere, and then you released yep. this line, which was three minutes and thirty three seconds, which yep. ultimately led to the creation of this podcast. I, I, I've been going into like a more spiritual part of my mind that I typically don't entertain because I, yeah. I really don't, you know, love this whole spirituality thing that our, our era is in right now, because a yeah. lot of it is just whitewashed and it is just a product of capitalism, like everything else. However, um, I have been meditating lately and specific, I've been listening to binaural beats, which are yep. like vibrations. So last night I fell asleep to um 432 hertz which is supposed to be like a like a pure vibration mm. that's supposed to help you get you know help you meditate or get more connected to like your uh like a god or something like that i'm I'm not sure we'll have to let's uh you know let's get a quick google search up here jamie no i'm kidding um so 432 <laughs> hertz let's see what it's all about um now i've heard it, similar things about 556 hertz 556 yeah there's like different ratios they're like perfect ratios of Mm. vibrations so 432 hertz resonates with 8 hertz which is the schumann resonance the documented fundamental electromagnetic beat of earth nice (laughs) whoa so (laughs) i've been getting into that and the reason i have is because like one weekend I was doing so poorly. I'm not super close with my family. And one weekend I was doing so poorly that I reached out to my mom and I was like, mom, I need to get on antidepressants. And my mom being like an old school Catholic farmer doesn't really believe in depression. She's yeah, one of those yeah. pull yourself up by the bootstraps type of woman, you know, yep, which yep. is cool in a lot of ways. My dad so I sat down at the family table. I told him how poorly my life had been going. Um, and I was like, I think I should maybe see some kind of a counselor or, or get on antidepressants. My dad, he didn't even come down. He was working up in the loft. He overheard the conversation. He didn't even come down from the loft. He just started, he, he peered over the loft and was like, hey, you doing all right, champ? you know (laughs) oh no and my mom was like cooking during this time it it took me a lot to like i didn't want to have that conversation it took me a lot to like actually get to that point i was in a pretty bad spot in the middle not after in the middle of me explaining this to my mom and her like kind of responding in a way that made me realize that she doesn't believe in depression my brother started making a smoothie (laughs) you didn't wait for me (laughs) yeah yeah Cause my brother just got back from the gym. And so I was like, mom, you know, I've been having some pretty dark thoughts lately. And I think I might benefit from get, like, getting anti-dep. 
<laughs> that is how that conversation went. Yeah. And then my, my dad's peeking over the loft like, yeah, hey. why do you tried going for a run? <laughs> yeah. Go outside. Oh. Anyway, long story short, I got on the antidepressants. And then ever since then. You're not doing great. No, man. Everything started <laughs> coming into place for me. Everything okay. really got better. And I'm not saying that the antidepressants would have even made that much change because they don't get into your system until like, you know, it takes like six weeks or whatever. But mm-hmm. I am just thinking about how like that, the, the little shift, I don't take a lot. I don't take a high dosage. Little shift in my chemical balance in my brain has just made a lot of difference. I'm thinking about the physicality of everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if that can be a thing, then like these vibrations, they, the, the, the listening to the binaural beats and stuff, yeah. Technically, it might be doing something. It might not be like making me connected with God, but it's got to have something. And like the earth does have a vibration and every rock, every physical thing has a vibration, but it might not be significant enough to actually change a human's vibration. But like, why not? You know, it's 2020. So what are you trying to achieve? Well, what is your la- goal with these binaural beats? Yeah. um, And syncing up with the earth. Right, right. Last night, I just went on and I just, it said like, binaural beats, stress relief. And I was like, fuck it. I'll either listen to this or a podcast. And right now, we'll just do the binaural beats. And it made me feel more relaxed. And it just felt good. And eventually, I'll start using them for meditation. But it just felt good. And I, you know, whether or not that's placebo or not, I'm, I'm, I'm down with it for now. Yeah. I mean, the thing about placebo is, and I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast and I'll probably, it's not the first time, won't be the last time. Uh, if it works, it works. Yeah. It's, what's the big deal in, in, in shunning something that works for you? Yeah. No that's... point in thinking too hard about something. If it works, that's how I feel about, like I did CBD for a while yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's mostly placebo, especially the stuff that I got because it's like, I mean, it was from you know, it's from like a CBD. Sh- it wasn't super hardcore, you know. It was just like a you know, I got it online, and so it's like, uh, it, it, but if it works, it works. If it makes you yeah. feel good. It works. There's no need yeah. to question it much more. Now, are you getting into things like the law of attraction? When you say you're a so that, receiver, like, how are you, are you getting any deeper with it? Right, dude. That's my thing is because when I was in high school, I got into a lot of attraction for a bit. And Me I, too. we're very similar people. Yeah, we are, dude. I was in 10th grade. I actually had my librarian fucking order a book from another library. Yeah. To, I, hadn't, I had never been in the school library unless it was to go in before school, quick look up Pornhub and then run out. Cause we did that often and it was funny every and you just left it up yes we'd go in before school and you would do https rather than http before the um, url and then we'd look up Pornhub and then we'd run out and then it would just be up and that was hilarious every time i digress every time Um, um so i get into a lot of attraction get this this i fucking heard of it because of these guys who came through my town selling like a pyramid scheme energy drink. Nice. <laughs> they were so hopped up on the energy drink and the law of attraction that they had convinced themselves that it was working. Yes. So I got a book on it 
and I, yeah, I, I had some cool experiences with it, but then after a few months, I was like, okay, I've wasted a lot of time thinking that I was a superhero connected yeah. to the unique way. I should be more careful when I get into this stuff, which is why I'm sort of, you know, not going full blown into the binaural beats thing. I'm, what is that word? I'm just like tip, I'm dipping the toe in. You're dipping like, your toe in. Yeah. I, yeah. Law of Attraction, I got a Mountain Dew once, which was pretty sick. Yeah, that's right. Can you tell that story again? Yeah, yeah. So my my friend was coming up, like, I was watching The Secret, and one of the things they say in The Secret is they're like, uh, try to get something small, you know? Like, start your day with the intention of getting something small. So at the time, I was like, I want a Mountain Dew. I'm going to get a Mountain Dew today. Like, I'm going to attract a Mountain Dew. And... Uh, I had a friend coming over later that night and he came over and he brought me a Mountain Dew. He's like, hey, we're going to watch a movie. I, I brought you a soda from my house and it was a Mountain Dew. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. This there. is like, I was like, oh my God. This shit is real. But that's the only thing that I've achieved with the secret. Granted, uh, I don't really, it kind of, you kind of have to be involved with it and kind of like meditate and think about things. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't tend to do, I don't like to think about what, I want necessarily because I don't want like my life to be a goal like that where like once I achieve what I want, it's over. Yeah. You know? So the, the things that I tend to think about are the um the outsides of the goal. And that's what I that's what I you know tend to strive for. Like, you know, before I started touring, I thought a lot about um, you know, just being in a van with my friends, things like that. Like I would I would picture myself doing those types of things. And then that, and it eventually did come true, but I, I also don't want to discount the amount of work and that, that I put in and the amount of sacrifice that I had as well. You know, like it's not just the law of attraction. You always, you also have to meet it. You have to like, yeah, it's not just going to come to you. You got to pull it as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where if you're working so hard, you're, you're, you're going to dedicate your life to something scary like that. Like what you did with music, you might as well. Cause like, why not? But it also may be doing nothing. But it yeah. does help you get your head in. But the right intention spot. is good. Setting intention is good because it at least points you in the right direction, especially when it comes to anything with entertainment. It's such an inner battle. Such a. I mean, maybe anything in life. I, I don't know. I've only know. I only know one thing. It's like I've wanted to do music since I was like fifteen. Yeah. So. I mean, right now I'm kind of in a low spot, to be honest with you. And I, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at this crossroads where I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? Uh, I'm like out of money. I, I feel very creatively drained and I don't know how to get out of it. This is like the only thing I do creatively now. And that's why I like doing it so much is it, it's a nice form of expression that keeps me going. But I don't know. I'm, I feel very lost right now. So maybe I do need to be setting some intention um it's also just a weird time where like time doesn't exist and in a blink of an eye it'll, it'll be april yeah yeah um yeah and one thing i still do today from well okay I'll, I'll say this the reason why i don't like the law of attraction mentality thing is because these douchebags that were trying to sell us these energy drinks yeah. these pyramid scheme energy drinks you could tell that they were they were adjusting the way that they were speaking and like interacting with people that every every part of their personality was now dedicated to like trying to attract energy to sell more energy drinks. I mean, and dude, here's so the thing. That's classic customer service though. You mirror the yeah. customer. Yeah, exactly. And 
can't I, count on them for that. They're trying to make a living. No, well, you can because they're selling a pyramid scheme energy drink, but we, we won't get into that. Everyone to, to each their own. But you shouldn't try to exploit high schoolers from because high schoolers don't already have that much money and they're easily manipulatable by older people with cool cars. Anyway, um, it's just I felt myself faking a lot of things and then it, I wasn't like being myself after yeah. a point. Yeah. But the one thing I liked was they, they say that your brain can't tell the difference between like yes or no. It just, tell, it just has like that attraction. So if you're like, I don't want a Mountain Dew today, your brain just thinks Mountain Dew. Sure. You, sure. There's, you, I, I want to attract Mountain Dew. I don't want to attract Mountain Dew. Either sentences attract Mountain Dew in the same way. And, and they, they said like, you should never say that even if you don't want like the situation you're in, you don't say like, I'm in a bad situation. You say that this is not ideal. So that way you still get the, the attraction of the word ideal in your head. That is very interesting. But then they go, and for $4.99 a week, you can have this rip stick energy drink. It comes in seven natural flavors. Ripstick energy. (laughs) I'm thinking about stories from the mall. One time a guy did, I was sitting in the mall having a bum day and I was like, man, I just really need an energy drink. And one of the customers, you might've been there at the, we might've been working that shift together. Now that I think that I do think it was a Sunday and uh, he's like, oh man, I got you. Came back with a, What's that Mountain Dew kickstart? He came back with a Mountain Dew kickstart. He just a bought me. Did? Yep, a stranger, a customer. I let's just say that you were working with me that day. I think I was saying it to you that like I was just kind of like feeling down, or yeah. maybe I was hungover or something. And a customer just bought me a kickstart and then left. Didn't buy anything. Just came back and gave me That's that. And like sick. when those things happen, it's really hard to be like, wow, what what kind of energy am I manifesting today? And like, how do I keep that going? But that also takes away then from the point that that guy might've just been a great, generous dude for no reason. Yeah. And we need more of that, man. We need more of that nonsense doing good shit for people. Yeah, On Christmas Eve, I got weed, I got weed gummies at the store. Some guy came in and he's like, it's Christmas. And I was working at, at, the shop and he was like do you want some weed gummies and i was like yeah oh my god and i saved them and i i did weed gummies on christmas eve after church holy shit that's hilarious yeah yeah do you remember when that one guy came in um there were two dudes that were um coming in they were part of alcoholics anonymous and he had a he had like an ohm tattoo he was like mostly bald him and his buddy come in and this guy just had like the best energy I'd ever experienced. Was I like there? The, I think so. Yeah. Um, H dog was for sure. And J dog too. Um, <laughs> if they were there, I wasn't there. Maybe not. I was early on and I just started working there, but this guy comes in and he's like, yeah, man, like I used to be a super bad alcoholic. And one time I did like four tabs of acid and I tried to kill a cop. And I'm not religious at all, but I was being handcuffed somewhere in California and I was on acid and the acid trip told me that my way, my pathway into heaven was to kill the cop. And then I got sober after that. <laughs> you didn't kill shit. the cop. Sorry, sorry. You, didn't, you didn't kill the cop. I should clarify. He didn't end up killing the cop, but he was saying that like, 
he tried to strangle the cop and he still had had he still had um um he had killed nerves in his hands so he still had like damage nerve damage in his hands from that because of the force that was pressing on his wrist and he was like yeah man now we're sober and like i just meditate a lot and like i am the universe and the universe is me and i just like try to get in touch with myself and then they were on their way to this like alcoholics anonymous party where prior to that rather than drinking they would just get, they would drink a fuck ton of pre-workout dude those parties have gotta be just they're just sex parties yeah they because that's all they're doing you know yeah they or just like a lot of cigs just a bunch of chain smoking <laughs> that's probably it yeah because there's there's a certain relationship with like i've seen with like alcoholism aa groups and caffeine yeah they you know? it's they definitely typically are so a lot of them of- used to work not work but they used to hang out at a coffee shop i used to go to and it was always like cigarettes and coffee on the on like the the patio of that coffee shop yeah it's always yep. what they were doing and bibles yeah, yeah. But I think it's just because it gives you, I don't know, man. They probably still like a buzz, you know, yeah, you outside sure. of yourself. And and the nice thing about caffeine is it's kind of self-regulating. You'll notice this in a few hours after your day. Um, you can't You can't just have as much. It's not like alcohol or any drugs where, like, you can kind of just go, 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 go caffeine like you want to stop before it's too late you're like i've had enough i think that's i think that's every stimulant man like cigarettes too like if you have two or three in a row if you're not really sick it's like oh fuck this is bad why why then with alcohol do you not get sick i think with alcohol since it's a depressant it must have something to do with that that you just keep getting more and more your body can continue to shut down until it's like too far and then you're vomiting. Yeah. 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 Cause when you, yeah. Cause the stimulants, they take you up and you can't just keep going up. Eventually you, it's a natural crash because of the regulation. Yeah. But the depressants, they, you can keep slowing down until you fucking have to throw up or you die. Yeah. I remember one day we were smoking clove cigarettes in high school. Do you remember clove cigarettes? I have had one. They were called, it, they're the, called blacks and they were, they had black paper instead of white cigarette paper. Yeah. And clove cigarettes have like three times the nicotine. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's very harsh, but clove is a natural like anti-inflammatory. Oh. So you it it drags really smooth. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and we went to the park. And we were we all smoked one clove cigarette and got so sick. We were like laying on the grass. We're like, uh we were so nauseous. And that's the last time I smoked clove cigarettes. Oh. It was so so bad. I don't even think they sell them anymore because, dude, they were so. I've never felt so awful. Did I mean, they take a long time to smoke, or did it smoke like a normal cig? Like a normal, normal cigarette. Smoked like okay. a normal cig. And it just got you so high. Not high, but you know what I mean. So buzzed. Yeah. Like, we were just ripping. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's like that scene in Sandlot when they all take Chew for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's totally how it was, dude. You're having so much fun, all of a sudden you're like, 
Oh my, oh no. And then like, <laughs> we're all just like overdosing on nicotine in a park together. We really got close. How old were you, do you think? 17, 18. Damn. Damn. Young, I was young. I was a little kid. My, my first experience with that was, um, I was 15. I was in ninth grade. It would have been one of the summers, I don't know, before ninth grade or after ninth grade. I couldn't tell you. But we would go on these work camp trips, which we, we would travel to another state to do work for the church. We'd do uh, nice, like build, we'd paint houses or like we'd, we'd build a wheelchair. One year I built a wheelchair ramp. And where, where were you when you were doing these things? Just around town? Went to Michigan. We went to New York and we went to Indiana and so we would just get like a st- pretty extensive mission trips. Yeah, dude, we'd get on a bus, you know, drive for two days, show up, um, get assigned a you, you you team up with people from all over the different states, and then you they they combine you on a team, and then you get to meet all these people and do work for this random person. When yeah, it's I run, probably pretty fun. It's a blast, but you know, was there work that could have been done just in my hometown? Yeah, there was. Yeah, plenty. they call it poverty tourism. Yep, poverty tour exactly, and we had a great time on this bus on the way over, and yep. it was just hilarious. And anyway, at one night we were in Indiana at this school. Um, we were sleeping in these like school rooms, and this guy named one of the one of my friends was snoring really loudly, so we'd always sneak up at, sneak out at night because I couldn't fucking sleep anyway. Yep. And the um, older people on the on the work camp trip, they gave us chewing tobacco, loose leaf chewing tobacco nice whole tin me and my friend and another um, random kid who was actually super nerdy and then we got him to do the chewing tobacco which was funny but yep we we put it in one night and we're like snuck into the sketchy basement at this old school now is this co-ed so it's like it's uh girls and guys in the same building sleeping uh yeah but not in the same room they like split up the building into halves okay okay our way to the basement of this school like all these that sounds cool- like a blast though like no rules yeah no it was cr- and it was exciting because we had to sneak around too like we couldn't wake anyone up yeah, and we had this very harry potter-esque yeah no it totally was but it was real so like there was it was a real junky basement like there was water flowing and shit and it was like mm-hmm. everything was rusty and gross and cobwebby and we find this room with this chalkboard and the chalkboard's got like names on it. And we're like, oh yeah, that, that was definitely being used for a drug deal. And so we're like getting all <laughs> hyped up and uh, we're sitting there, sitting around the drain, all spitting this chewing tobacco. You know, it's getting stuck in our lips and our teeth. Yeah, and it's... we all went upstairs, try to go back to bed and we all threw up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, it was awful. You were just in and a strange so... place in a different state, just throwing up, yeah, dude, and everything. So much of it, it was so much buildup. Like I, I wanted to throw up, or I felt like I had to for like, like forty five minutes. Yeah, and you're then like I, trying not to. Yeah, it was gross. I was like, why do people choose to do this? Like, well, it rips pretty hard though. It's a good buzz until it's not. It's a good buzz for twelve minutes, and then it's just another hour and a half of feeling like you got to puke. Yeah, yeah. But you built up a tolerance to the puke. Eventually, you don't. Right. I gutted a dip once and woke up with pneumonia. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't you know. Swallowed it? I swallowed it. I was really drunk at a party. So I had a sinus infection um, and I went to a party because all my friends were home from college. And I was like, fuck, I'm just going to drink with a sinus infection. Right. 
Oh my god! Yeah, I'm just an idiot. And uh, and all day we went to the because it was uh there was like a l- event at the high school that I wanted to go to. That's why everyone was home. It was like a big big reunion every year when this would happen for at least three years after high school. So I had a sinus infection. So I was just like nursing it with like Tylenol all day, so I wouldn't have a fever. So I was pretty sick, and I was, but I was just like happy to be with my friends. And so we were partying, smoking hookah, uh, and then we did chewing tobacco, and I just gutted it. And uh, no I woke up. You? I woke up, and I had never felt worse in my life ever oh. in my life. Oh. Uh, and then three days later, I remember walking upstairs telling my parents i was like i think i need to go to the hospital like i can't breathe like i i was i was like so sick get there they had to take like x-rays on my chest i had pneumonia because well the thing about drinking and partying and staying up all day when you have a sinus infection is like your immune system gets compromised and so like the infection worked its way down my windpipe like the bacterial infection worked its way into my lungs that's what happened fuck And uh, so I couldn't breathe. And yeah, man, I, (laughs) they just, they just gave me Vicodin and anti and like strong antibiotics. And we're like, it's going to be a rough four days. Uh, Take the Vicodin. (laughs) They're like, it's going to be awful. Um, Stay hydrated. All I, all I ate for like seven days straight was like a can of pineapple every day. Cause I just like hated food. I had no appetite. And uh (laughs) Dude, but the whole week there was uh, a little people marathon on TLC. So like, oh, yeah. I slept on the couch and I just watched, I would like zone in and out of just little people shows. Like uh, they had so many at one point. Like there was Little Chocolatiers, Little Couple, Little People Big World. Uh, My favorite one. Yeah, I love that show. But it was like this weird Willy Wonka esque, like every time I woke up, it was like different little people doing different things. So I was just I had, I had like high fever. And I just like for three days straight, all I saw was little people. It was wild. It was a wild experience. Uh, and then eventually I got better. The Vicodin helped a lot. I remember I got, when they put me on Vicodin, he's like, are you in pain? I'm like, I'm not really in pain. He goes, I'm just going to give it to you. Cause I think this is before, this is obviously before the opioid, opioid epidemic. He's like, I'm just going to give it to you because you're just going to feel so much better. You're just going to feel so much better and not miserable. Uh, I remember I put on Seinfeld as when I took my first pill of Vicodin and I was laughing out loud to Seinfeld. And I was like, oh, this, is man, a, this is a drug right here. <laughs> this is a real one hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, That's man, the, da- I... the danger of that stuff, man, is it, uh, it doesn't necessarily make you feel high. It makes you feel like everything is a okay you're like you're just like yeah like reality yeah it's it's weird like i was that's probably the most sick i've been in my life and when i was on viking i was like things are fine things are good i'm good right where i'm comfortable i'm like kind of sleepy and i have the time to sleep so i can just fall asleep wake up watch another little people show and that's dangerous man it now is, they don't it, even give I had surgery last year and they don't even, they gave me two pills to get over like yeah. the hump. And then they're just like yeah. take take aspirin or whatever after that. Like they don't give it out at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, we could talk about that. I took a course we learned about the we got six uh, minutes. Yeah. Uh yeah. 
that sometimes when in a capitalist society you get the wrong incentive to do the wrong thing for the right amount of money that's what happens opioid addicting <laughs> opioid epidemic but is I'd capitalism talk- good or bad in you know in other countries like in africa right now capitalism and the way that they use capitalism to like push people to you know invent new medications um it's good because it's increasing lifespan. But now what it has done is we've gotten everything we could have gotten out of it in America and it's decreasing our lifespan. We, we, for how developed our country is in other ways, like technology, medicine, things like that, we live the shortest amount of time. Yeah. It's like we all have iPhones and stuff, but Mm -hmm. are we happier? No. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like our quality of life has gone so far up. Like, if you look at the, the amount of technology I have in front of me right now, I have a monitor, a laptop, <laughs> a microphone. I have these sick glasses. I have AirPods. Like, my quality of life for not making any money is very good. Yeah. You know, because, like, <laughs> capitalism has figured out a way to make things cheaply. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not any happier with them. Dude, it all goes back to you smoking clove cigarettes. We've – the first few rips of that cig – were probably great. You felt good. Like I said, you know, you feel good for 12 minutes or whatever, maybe not even. Yeah. We we are at the beginning of the come down. We've realized that we have all just taken a big old rip of clove cigarette America yeah. has. And for a we while, started in the 80s. We started ripping and we're like, this is fucking great. Yep. 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 But now we're we're starting to feel sick. Oh shit, we're we're maybe kind of feeling pukey. It's like you we feel pukey, but we're not able to throw up. Yeah. We hacked Loogie. We hacked a Loogie and that was getting rid of Donald Trump, but we still have Biden. So we're not feeling that much better, but like a yes. little bit. Yeah. Maybe we need a big old can of ginger. We need a universal ginger ale. Yeah. Basically. I don't know what I don't know what it's gonna take. I don't think so. I'm kind of cynical right now. I don't think America's gonna make it how it is. I don't think yeah. there's any way we're gonna be able to make it. I think things will go back to normal for a little while, but we're gonna be hit with another thing like a pandemic that is inevitable and is slow burning, and we're not gonna be able to take another one of these things. I don't know yeah. how I don't know what the downfall looks like, but right now I really feel like I'm watching the Roman Empire die. Like we're yeah. right at the start. Yeah, man, it's interesting to think that if the next thing is going to be political, like the way that the wearing a mask got politicized under Trump, if things will get politicized the way that they did on, you know, will that continue under Biden? I'm curious. Hopefully, I'm not sure. Not- I mean, it, it, I, politics are like a new religion. You know, it's how people right. people used to fight in the Crusades over religion, you know, a long time ago. Those were still people just like us. It was tribalism. It was people picking a side. Yeah, they were and willing we're to still die. we're still doing that now. It's just like it's disguised in this overly saturated media as like good or bad or you know like but it's still the same thing. It's I don't know if, if America's healthy enough to go through a civil war. I simply just don't believe that Chuck in his Ford F250 who's like I believe Trump still won is going to be the guy to like lead a revolution. Right. Like I don't yeah. think we have I don't think we have it in us to have a a civil war. You know, I don't yeah. I, or it'll look different than pri- previous civil wars. It'll be social media and 
and like virtual stuff and and people taking money out of your bank account and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. But so, I, we can't just keep going like we are. I don't I don't know what we do. Yeah. We all just need to find a nice podcast that sometimes touches on politics but mostly touches on being nostalgic and funny. Yeah. And listen to that and channel that energy. So we're getting a nice well-rounded goofy podcast that makes us feel overall good but also reminds us of cynical themes in society. That's what I'd say. Yeah, I I'd say you're super right and I mean if anybody has a recommendation for a podcast like that um maybe based on a a rapper who is ironically happy all the time. Yeah. Uh, maybe his name is Fresco Savage. I don't know. I don't know. Well, now you're just being chaotic. Well, and my next don't... single is called Party Anywhere and it's a <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's actually an exclusive. That's actually an exclusive drop right now uh, that our listeners are getting. I'm not going to play it. We're still maybe a few months off because I really want a sick music video. But yeah, Party Anywhere is the next single, and I'm pretty excited for it. It's got LMFAO vibes, but also some Mac Miller vibes. It's uh, it's just about how the party's wherever you are. You make the party. It's not about it's not about the the things at the party. It's about you at the party. Well, geez, man, I don't know if we could come up with a better way to end. I think we should cut out right and we now. And we only have 45 seconds left, so I say we cut it. I, I appreciate you calling me this morning. I'm sorry I missed it initially. No problem at all. Thank you for doing this. Hey, wannabe, have a great day. Let, me know, when, let me know when your come down starts, all right? I will text you. <laughs> let Happy me know when you start feeling like crap. <sighs> Happy Thanksgiving, man. Stay away from the clove sticks. All right. America is a clove cigarette. We'll talk to you later. Bye.